Thursday, everyone. Uh, how wonderful it is uh, for us to be together. Uh, thank you to the ladies of our choir. I think you guys are all mothers too, but it's okay. Uh, the men of the choir were busy grilling the barbecue, so it's not like they were doing nothing. And uh, we're going to have a great celebration, so we thank uh, our men's group as well, uh, including uh, led by uh, Will. Uh, in our church, we celebrate our parents once a year. So uh, uh, we normally, from the pulpit, say Happy Parents' Day. So why don't we turn around and to one another say Happy Parents' Day to each other. We, we celebrate uh, parents because... Uh, they're anchors for their children. You know, it's not so much what you do that matters. It is your presence. Your presence is the anchor for children as they grow up. Your presence allows them to grow securely into who they're supposed to be. Your presence is the safe place in which they blossom. Your presence is the place from which they venture on to go out into the world. Your presence is the anchor. You know, the greatest thing that we can do for our children is to anchor them through our presence. An anchor, you know, keeps a boat securely moored. It keeps a boat safe at harbor when storms hit. It keeps the boat from drifting out to sea and getting lost. And it keeps the boat calm and steady so that it can be equipped and be ready to set sail. Just like a parent, Jesus was an anchor for his disciples. You know, the disciples, they gave up everything, literally, to follow him. They pinned all their hopes on him. For three years, every day and night, they sat at his feet while he taught. They were beside him uh, as he healed people. I mean, they felt purpose and meaning while they were with him in his presence. He was their true anchor. But in this context of this passage, Jesus, he's, he's talking about his departure. And uh, this talk is making them very uneasy. They, they're unsettled. And this is a continuation of the farewell discourse that we reflected on last week. But in this uneasiness, Jesus makes them this promise. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. To be orphaned. Back in those days too, orphans and widows, they were the most vulnerable people. To be orphaned is to lose the anchoring presence of parents. So orphans are very vulnerable. And the disciples were feeling very vulnerable. What would they do if he was gone? But Jesus is promising that he's not going to leave them alone. He will come back to them. He will come back. But the manner in which he'll come back is very mysterious. This is what he says. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. They didn't understand what Jesus meant. And what Jesus says here, it's very mysterious. 
What does it mean that the world will no longer see him, but that they will? Jesus is promising his continuing presence with them, but not in the way that they had experienced up to now. You know, until now, they had been with him physically, and that physical presence was their anchor. Jesus is talking about a different kind of presence. He's talking about a different reality. A spiritual presence in a spiritual reality. This is difficult for them to understand. And I think it's difficult for us to understand too. We live in a very contemporary, scientific, technological age. And for us, reality has become what we can see and touch and feel with our eyes. Reality is what we experience day to day on the surface. <laughs> reality is also it's, it's logical and has to make sense. And so the anchors that we seek, they're concrete, tangible, and they make sense. Right? Health, wealth, job, family, friends, even my reputation. These things are anchors that make sense and that are concrete. Thing is, spiritual people have known that reality is not only what we can see or touch. It's not just what our analytical minds can deduce. There is a great reality beyond what we can see. We may not see it with our eyes, but it is just as real. Now, I know this is very, it's very difficult to grasp this kind of talk. But that's what spirituality is. It's seeing beyond what our physical eyes can see. It's being in tune with what is real, but yet not visible. And spiritual growth is cultivating eyes to see that which is beyond our visible sight. You know, I'm a, one of our pastors, Pastor Dave, he's a pretty observant guy, as some of you know. Uh, welcome back, by the way. Uh, he was in Germany uh, this past week for his sister's wedding. And uh, he was sharing with me, he was at the airport uh, for the first time since the pandemic, and in his observant manner, he started to notice you know, at the, at the airport, there's so many people, right? And nowadays, everyone's trying to travel. And so, so many people going off to their own destinations. For us, while we're there, all we see is, is just we're there, we check in or check our bags, go through customs, we wait, and then we get on the plane and off to our destinations. That, that, that's all we notice and that's all we see. But the thing is, in order for every single person there to get to where they're going, there's so many things happening behind the scenes. There's so many people involved, so many systems at play, so many things that need to be coordinated so that each person can get to where they need to go. I mean, we don't really think about any of that, except for Dave, right? We don't see everything that happens behind the scenes, but that doesn't make it unreal. There's a lot of things happening. We couldn't travel without all of that. That's what spiritual reality is like. 
It's all the things happening beyond the sight of our eyes. We may not see it or notice it, but they are very real things nonetheless. So being spiritual is to see what we don't normally see. I mean, think about it. Beneath everyday life, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening in your heart. All the interactions you come across, things that happen to you are making things happen in your heart underneath the surface, whether you notice it or not. It may seem like I'm living just one day to the next, but every day there's something going on. You know, people you encounter, one day someone might be acting very strange or weird, and we're like, what's going on with that person? But beyond what we see, underneath there's probably a lot of things going on. Beneath and beyond the reality we see is a spiritual reality hidden from our eyes, but that's real nonetheless. So a spiritual person learns to detect and discern these things. And while Jesus was with his disciples, they were not very spiritual people in that sense yet. His physical presence was their anchor. They saw all these wonderful things that he was doing they didn't really grasp or comprehend the meaning of it. But all this whole time, Jesus was preparing them to be spiritual people. He told them this in today's passage. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. He was preparing them for a spiritual presence in a spiritual reality. You know, our circumstances can take away the anchors that we've uh, fastened at any time. Your health, your wealth, your reputation even your most cherished relationships. Anytime things can happen, our material reality is affected by our material circumstances. So if you anchor yourself only in these things that can possibly crumble, that could be an unsolid existence. When they become shaky, you become shaky. Nowadays, many of these traditional anchors that we used to feel secure in, they've been kind of crumbling. That's why so many people are anxious, fearful. Spiritual reality is not affected by outward circumstances. Jesus promised his spiritual presence to be with them forever. And that spiritual presence would be their anchor. This is an anchor that no material outward reality can take away. Whatever the circumstances, the Spirit is with us. Whatever you're going through, the Spirit of God is present with you. Nothing can take that away, not even death. That is the most solid anchor to hold us fast. God is with us now and forever. This is what the disciples experienced after Jesus' resurrection. 
When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Behind locked doors, Jesus came to them. That is so mysterious. Can't fully grasp what's going on here. They were fearful, scared, and behind locked doors, somehow Jesus appeared to them. Only them. No one else could see. But they realized a reality here. For them, resurrection was the experience of this mysterious reality of God's presence. And that became their true solid anchor. Resurrection is to experience the mysterious reality of God's presence that becomes your solid true anchor. When you experience the spiritual presence of the living God, it doesn't matter necessarily what you're going through. There may be many storms going on in your life. There may be So many difficulties to surmount and encounter. But at your core, at the center of your existence, there is the calming presence of God. This presence gives you peace. That peace shelters you from the storm. And you can even set sail through the storms. You can do so because you have the power of God with you that comes from God's presence. You know, there is a, funny enough, this morning, uh, I read there's a Mother's Day story in the Toronto Star that illustrates everything that we've been reflecting on here. It's a story of a a lady, her name is uh, Danielle Kane. For some of you might remember, back in 2018, July 22nd, There was a big shooting spree in the Danforth. Two people were killed and 13 people were injured. And uh, this is uh, one of the people that was injured. She was just out uh, with her longtime boyfriend. And uh, they're at a restaurant and they heard that something happened and someone, people are hurt. And she was a nurse by training. So as a nurse, her instinct was to go out and help. So she was going out to help. But as soon as she opened the door, the gunman was there. And then uh, she got hit with a bullet. And then as she, like, uh, jumped to the ground, she fractured ribs. uh, And then uh, the the bullet wound caused her lungs to fill with blood. And she was taken to the hospital. uh, And then uh, her vertebrae was, was, uh, was just fractured open by the bullet. So they had to fuse the vertebrae uh, with, uh, together. And then the, her abdomen was severely injured, so they, they did three operations while, all while she was in an induced coma for 11 days. So very uh, very tragic event that happened. And so after that, uh, she was paralyzed from the waist down. She spent two months at a rehab institute and then uh, uh, went back home in a wheelchair. I mean, she tried picking up her life, but I mean, just everything uh, was was not normal anymore. And I mean, that's a very traumatic thing. Her relationship that she had for long term, that couldn't survive either. 
And that happened, that breakup happened two months before uh, the pandemic set in. So as the pandemic set in, she was all alone in her wheelchair at her place. Uh, this was the lowest of despair. Depression hit uh, severe levels. Every anchor that she had fixed her life on was gone. Her career, her friendships, her relationship, and her long-held wish to someday start a family and have children of her own. They seemed to be shattered. She was even considering, is this worth it to go on in life? But somehow, something changed. She recalls with clarity the day that things changed. I mean, up to that point, she had even considered herself an atheist. She didn't believe in some kind of spiritual reality. But feeling overwhelmed, she called out to God for help, pleading for relief from the isolation and loneliness. And looking back, she doesn't know why she turned to God. I mean, she had friends and family that were supportive and that were trying to help and be there, but they were no comfort to her. This is what she, she shared. I was at the end of myself. I was very desperate and entertaining thoughts of self-harm. I said, God, if you are real, I really need you right now because I can't do this on my own. All I can say is that I felt this feeling of peace and the anger and bitterness I had from struggling so much in my situation just went away. I can't really explain it except that I felt like God was here to help me. Spiritual reality, sometimes we can't explain it. But it doesn't make it any less real. This was her experience of resurrection. Somehow she felt the mysterious presence of God in her life. And that presence has been her power for life. And we can only imagine, life is not easy. But she found a way to go and move on. She found a church, actually. She, she came into faith. She found a church. And through her faith, she found a partner who became her husband. And there's a story about her wedding. It's so beautiful. You know, she's in her wheelchair, but she, she loved to dance before. So she figured out a way how to dance in her wheelchair. And um, everyone apparently was in tears. And then another amazing story is that she had thought that maybe uh, her dream of uh, being a mother was over, but they found a way for her to give birth and have a baby. And that's why they publish a story. It's a Mother's Day story, one of the most beautiful Mother's Day stories we can ever have. Now she has a lovely, beautiful daughter. And for her, she attributes it all because God gave her the power to carry on to overcome what she herself didn't have to surmount. God is her true anchor. So I'm thankful for that story. I mean, I was in tears myself reading it. The prophet Isaiah says this, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. My friends, 
Everything else in life will wither and fade away. We have so many things to be thankful for. We are thankful for our parents. We're thankful for the people in our lives. They've given us so much. They've shaped who we are. But we know that even that does not last forever. This past year and the past few years, we have said goodbye to many of our loved ones. We've celebrated their lives. We've cherished how they have shaped us and the role they've played in our lives. And we carry their memory with us. But we've had to let them go and say goodbye. But my friends, we are not orphaned. God's presence is with us now and forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. What is the anchor that you hold on to? My friends, God's presence is more real than your temporary circumstances that wither and fade away. Let us learn to see that spiritual reality of God's presence. Pray for it. Let that be your anchor. And that anchor will give you God's divine power to take you through life.